You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burke. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Um, today, I'm talking to some people that know a little bit about money. They're trying to pursue things. They are on the move. My topic today is millennials that are making moves. They are on the move, and I'm going to bring them in here in just a second. I just wanted to let everybody know, thank you for all the new listeners. We have people listening to us all the way across the pond in the UK, up in Canada. We got people down in Puerto Rico. We're everywhere. So we're thankful for everybody that takes time to listen and check us out. Uh, Real Chicks Rock is all about creatively collaborating to connect and raise awareness regarding issues that impact women. And we do it by way of community service engagement, public speaking, mentoring, workshop and workshops and the arts, this media platform. We really like this. We've been doing this for quite some time and it allows us to talk about things that we feel that are important to us as women. And we use this to bridge the gap. And today is going to be bridging the gap because um, checking out the demographics of the people who check out my show, they're about um, spanning from 35 to 55 years of age. Um, 60% of that are women. The other 40% are men. So I just don't want people to think that men are left out. Men are checking us out too. We appreciate um, them weighing in on the topics and the discussions that we have. Today, my topic is, like I said, millennials that are making moves, that are on the move. And I have two beautiful young ladies, one by the name of Kashari Rogers, and the other one is Tasha Harris. Hi, ladies. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good, 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 good. I didn't hear Kashari. Kashari, how are you? Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good, good, good. I'm glad to have you ladies here. First, let me start with Tasha. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Tasha. I am located in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a yoga instructor. So I started out in yoga um, just mainly for my healing. Um, and then I took a yoga class, ended up in tears because we keep a lot of trauma in our muscles mm. and our tissues. Um, so doing the yoga, it kind of helped release all the stress and all the tension. So I wanted to share that with all of the women in the world and help them create a strong self-care plan. So that's what kind of got me into my yoga experience. Awesome. Awesome. I know about that trauma. It's amazing when you do those poses with yoga, how much comes up because you are in pain. Oftentimes some of us are in pain and we try to, um, you know, suppress it. We don't know how to fix it. We don't know if there's a cure for it. And it's something about yoga that's kind of magical about it. I've started taking it back up. I, I hadn't for a while and I started the past month or so big improvements, big difference. So mm-hmm. congratulations to you, uh, Tasha, for doing that. Kashari. Yes. Hi, Kashari. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Kashari. I'm from the Bronx and I'm a life coach. I got into life coach because um, I wanted to help people mm-hmm. and help people through their problems. But I didn't want to go back to college and mm-hmm. get a degree. So mm-hmm. I started looking up different ways that I can still be effective without having to go back to college. And life coaching was it. Okay. All right. So let me ask you a little uh, uh, something, Kashari. Share a little bit with us your high school years. Did you know then that you wanted to kind of help people? Tell us a little bit about high school. How was it for you? Absolutely not. Um, No? No? (laughs) And through, I guess, many career ones. In high school, I wanted to be um, a sports medicine uh, I wanted to go into the sports medicine field. Mm-hmm. And then, um, cause I was an athlete, I played basketball mm-hmm. most of my life. So I wanted to stay within the basketball realm. And at first I wanted to do sports medicine right. and that quickly changed once I went to college. <laughs> well, okay. So college just kind of gave you a different perspective. It was like, I have this goal. I know what I want to do, but it's just so much to get to that goal. Was it a little bit of that? Um, no, I didn't want to take the science classes required to mm. become a sports, to to go in the field of sports medicine. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of science classes. Mm. Mm. I like science, but 
I don't like science that much. Mm-hmm. So it was so almost then, like being like a doctor. It was almost kind of like maybe pre-med type classes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But a lot, a lot of, because when you first go to college, you know, you have to take your prerequisites. So I didn't really get past the prerequisites of, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you had to take like multiple science classes, chemistry, physical science it was just too much for me in right i hear you so back in the high school years and even the college years for you what were some of your influences like did you have some some influences in your life that said you know what i want to do this um i want to get into sports medicine but maybe there's something else inside of me was there something else going on at that time um i just knew i wanted to make money so (laughs) I just looked at things that aligned with things that I like and things that align with me as a person. So at the time I was very basketball. So I looked at all of the possible careers that you could work mm-hmm. under basketball. And then that's how I kind of shifted. to I wanted to be a sports agent. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's those it's, it's just me finding what aligns with my passion at the time, mm-hmm. pretty much. Got you. Got you. So, Tasha, tell me, what's for you? How was it for you, Tasha? So when you were in high school, what were some of your uh, what were you thinking of during your high school years or what were some of your influencers? Um, well, in high school, I was very focused on being a psychologist and working in the human service. Being able to help people who are um, going through like mental health or people that are having issues with abuse. That's where my focus was at. Um, So yoga came at like a later time when I was going through postpartum depression for me. Hmm. Hmm. Tasha, what um, college did you attend? If you don't mind me asking, where did you attend? Went to Baker College. Um, so I graduated the Associates Human Services. Okay. Okay. All right. So did you, lady, did you have an opportunity to work at Corporate America at all, Tasha? Yes, I did. And how was that for you? I loved it for a short period of time, but it was, I felt like it was lacking something. I needed more. Mm. Um, I wanted to help people in a different way. Okay. All right. So and when and when you started Corporate America, how did you get on uh, into that space? Was it through college, graduating from college and then looking for opportunities there? Or did you find it on your own or somebody was in the space and connected you? How did you get your first opportunity with corporate? Um, Somebody was in the space and they connected me to it. Okay. And so it was just not not enough fulfillment. What was your role, if you don't mind me asking, in Corporate America? So I started out as a uh, member services representative in a healthcare company, and I was in that position for about four months, and then they promoted me to a senior representative. So I was in that position for about six months, and Mm -hmm. then I got promoted to a manager. Okay. Um, So I was that for a good three months and got promoted to a trainer. Mm -hmm. So that's where I learned that I love to interact with people. Okay. And love to teach. Awesome. So that's where I got that from. And how long did you work at corporate? Um, I just left corporate. I want to say about a month ago. You so you so how long have you been in corporate America in total? I I got that you just um, I've been in corporate America since let's see since I want to say about 2015. Okay, in a minute. Okay, <laughs> about five or six years. Yep. Congratulations on leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Cause everybody can't do that. Congratulations for leaving. So did, so let me ask you this and I may be getting ahead of myself. So did you have a plan in place to say, did you just wake up one day, Tasha and say, listen, this isn't fulfilling for me. I'm out. I'm really going to pursue, pursue yoga full time. Is that how you did it? Or did you have another way of exiting corporate America? So I prepared myself. I had a plan. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I eventually wanted to leave mm-hmm. um, because I wanted something that would make me well, complete my healing process. Right. Be completely happy. Be completely at peace. Um, 
and also be able to work for myself and be an example for my daughter. Mm. Um, so yeah, I had a plan. Uh, I had a date set to when I would be leaving and I accomplished that. So you did it at the first of this year. Yeah. <laughs> you just said, I'm out. I got this plan. Come on, baby girl. We're out. Mommy's out. I'm doing this. And here you are. And then and, and then in your first 30 days of being out, you reach out to me. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. God bless <laughs> you for that. Let me get back to Kashari. Kashari, so you were going to college. Tell the people, where did you attend college? Where were you going to school at? Um, I went to three different schools. Mm-hmm. I went to Fort Valley University. Uh-huh. Then I transferred to Clark Atlanta University. Mm-hmm. And then I finished at Monroe College. Okay. So you took it back up top. So you was down here in the dirty, dirty. You was down here in, in Georgia. I was. Yeah, you were just a little bit. And then, you know, you was HBCU in for a bit. And then you I went was. back home. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. How, and so did you get a job in corporate America? I did, um, but I didn't get a job right out of college. Okay. Um, it was about, it was two years after I graduated that I got my first corporate job mm-hmm. and I was an administrative assistant. And at first I liked it. I mm-hmm. thought this is like what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then I slowly began to realize I hate corporate America. Mm. <laughs> well, what, what was it about corporate that you didn't like, Kashari? Share, share with us if you can. I just don't like the politics that you have to play mm. in in corporate America. Mm. Um, it's just, it's, it doesn't fit to my personality. Mm. So it doesn't fit to who I am. And I'm not really a fake person. And you kind of got to know when to turn it on and off. And mm. sometimes I can't turn it off. So. Oh, 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 okay. Well, you know, knowing yourself is the most important thing. And so what was your, so what did you do? So you realize you don't like corporate America. So what was your next plan of action? Um, I began looking for other jobs at first. And then once I got enough money to go to life coaching school so I could get certified, I started heading towards that. Mm -hmm. And then once I got accepted to the program that I wanted to be in, I then started making a plan to make my exit. Mm -hmm. So how long you've been, congratulations on your exit strategy. How long have you been coaching? Um, I've been coaching, I was about eight months now. Wow. Yeah. So um, it's been a different journey. Yeah. Definitely different. Congratulations. Congratulations. Again, you ladies are here because oftentimes we get in our own way, regardless of our age. We don't really have a plan. Like we don't really know how to begin. We just know that there's something in our life that's not working for us. Right. And oftentimes it feels very overwhelming. And so I commend both of you, both you, Kashari and Tasha, for just taking the steps and saying, this isn't working for me. This doesn't give me what I need as a person. Like you, you ladies are dedicated to being true to yourselves and saying like corporate America is not for me, not knocking it, but it's just not for me. And you ladies came up with a plan to make sure you were able to come out and do what you want to do, which is this whole entrepreneurial space, right? So this is the thing. So let me, let me talk to you ladies about this. I want to ask you this. Um, were your family and friends supportive of you when you decided to come out of corporate America or did they think you were crazy? Kashari, I'm going to start with you. What was the response when you came out eight months ago? You said, listen, I thought administrative being a administrative assistant was the way I wanted to go or some form of corporate. I don't like it. I want to get out. I want to start my own business. I want to be a life coach. What was the response from your family and your friends? Um, I didn't. I didn't tell um, my family. Mm. I, I only talked to my best friend and she's been trying to get me to leave corporate America since the day I started. Okay. She has her own business. Okay. So she was telling me that's not the way of life. Okay. Before. Um, but I didn't really share with people because I just wanted to do it. And mm. when I got accepted to, the program I wanted to, then I started telling people. And that's just, I didn't like, I, it's hard for me. 
the answer is my family and friends did support me, but at first I didn't tell them. Okay. So it wasn't really an opportunity for me to hear anybody's opinions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So was it maybe that you thought they might not have supported you or you just felt I, I can move better if I could just do it and then I'll tell them the out- output? Um, sometimes I just get the urge to just do stuff. And when I do, I just do it. And then I'll, I'll share later. Gotcha. It's, it, I just blow with the wind. (laughs) (laughs) You just, you just rolling. Okay. You just rolling. You're going to go with it. Right. If it feels good, it makes sense. If the stars align, that's what we're doing. Pretty much. Okay. So we in it for eight months. So far, so good, right? We, we feeling, and we're going to talk about our success stories in that space. Tasha, for you, when you decided to leave corporate America, right? And you got a, you have a young child, a baby, you're a mom. And I know you're a very responsible person. When you decided to leave, was your family and friends supportive of you, Tasha, when you decided to leave corporate? Um, I, I would say my mother, she had questions. But after explaining to her my plan and like the revenue that I had coming in, Mm. she understood Um, because at the time I was juggling corporate and teaching. So I was teaching 30 classes a week and still doing corporate. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold the phone. (laughs) Hold the phone. Hold the phone. For those that can't see me, I got my hand raised in the air to stop the pause. Wait a minute. You was working corporate America, and you were doing 30 classes a week? Yep. So with the corporate job, because of COVID, we were allowed to work from home. So it gave me like time to do everything I needed to do from home. And then after I was on my corporate job, I would be able to teach my classes afterwards. So it was a good balance for me. So eventually we were going to have to go back to the office. So I was going to have to make a decision. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> and you, you beat them to the punch. So let me ask you this, uh, Tasha. With COVID, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that in. So with COVID, were you teaching still remotely, like Zooming? Like we got the Zoom and you got you got students and you're teaching and practicing yoga that way? Or were you guys going into a community space somewhere safe doing six feet apart social distancing? How were you doing your classes? So with the classes, before well, before everything shut down completely, I was teaching in the gym. Okay. So I didn't have like my own, my own thing yet fully. Um, but then once COVID fully shut down, I was like, I can do this on my own. I have faith in myself. I got this. Wow. So I started promoting the classes and people loved it. They loved the energy. They loved the vibe. They loved what I brought to them. So it just kind of exploded. Awesome. Can I ask you roughly how many people were in each class, Tasha? So mainly I do private sessions um, because I love the <laughs> I love the one on one experience. Oh, my. And they get that that um, opportunity to ask me whatever they want to ask me. Um, so if they even if they want to vent or if they have questions, if they have questions about journaling, whatever they have to ask me, I want to have that one on one opportunity with them. Awesome. Yeah. Right now I have about 30 students. You have 30 students. Yeah. You are busy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, <laughs> I want to thank you for making time for me today. Cause right now could have been a client, right? Tasha, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Because most clients work Monday through Friday and maybe the weekends could work. So mm-hmm. I'm cutting in on your bread and butter. I apologize. Thank you no, for spending some time with me. I appreciate that. So you already had it there. You just had to just step out on faith and go ahead and start doing it. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Let me get back to Kashari. Kashari, for you, doing it for eight months in coaching, I want to talk a little bit probably about the testimonies and things. So your client base is building, correct? Correct. All right. So was it difficult to, difficult for you to first start, like to really get your, your business out there and get people on board? How was it for you when you started? Um, I feel like I'm still just starting. Okay. But, um, okay. It's, it's, I say it's like in the middle. Okay. It's the, the actual steps to doing it is like the process itself is easy. Mm. Like make an Instagram post or a Facebook post is not hard to do, mm-hmm. but just 
having to figure out what contact you want to put in, how you want to see it, how what audience you want to hit, and how to explain exactly what life coaching is to people. Mm-hmm. That sometimes could be difficult because yeah. everybody doesn't understand the difference, mm-hmm. which is understandable. I mean, in our community, we don't really have these type of tools mm-hmm. accessible to us mm-hmm. until recently. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are confused. And then now it's a lot of crisscrossing of um, life coaching with something else or a lot of therapists sometimes mm-hmm. use some of our techniques. Mm-hmm. So people do get the confusion mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. But as far as like just the actual footprint of making a Facebook post or posting it, no, that that's not hard. Mm-hmm. But like I said, getting people to understand and grasp the concept of what I do is a little harder. Mm-hmm. You you hit on a good point there, Kashari. It is difficult for most of us in the bra- in the black and brown communities, we don't really think about our mental wellness. That was one of the things that Tasha said to me when she reached out. She wanted to create a platform or align with me in some way where she could we could talk about our wellness, our, especially our mentals, right? And our health is important as well. In the black and brown communities, we don't talk about this stuff. We think that you're okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You're okay. You're going to be okay. Um, and it's people like yourself that's needed because we need the coaches. We need therapists. We need people like Tasha. Like, so I, in Michigan, it might be different, uh, Tasha there than it is here, but in Atlanta, there are not, a, there are quite a few people that are teaching yoga, but they don't have their own space in which they do it. And then there's a demographics, right? There's, there's geography. So there's a lot of things that are in Atlanta, but there may not be a lot of things in the surrounding perimeter of Atlanta, right? So most people, some people live in Southwest Atlanta. There's not yoga studios in those places. So people tend to have to go into the city or maybe go to Buckhead, which is North of Atlanta to get those type of spots. So I commend you ladies for thinking outside of the box and, and using probably your own life experiences to say, if I was in this position, what are some of the things that I would need? Right? Like we all need coaching oftentimes. And I know Kashara, you've helped me. Um, you know, you've been with me from the beginning of Real Chicks Rock. Let me just put that out there. Kashari has been, she knew when this was just an idea, And she's amazed at where it is now. And I check in with you periodically to say, what am I doing? What do I need to do? How do I pivot? How do I turn? And you've given me some really good advice. Has your business been able to grow, Kashari, based on word of mouth or references? Because it is a saturated market in a sense, right? That Because one, we don't know. We don't understand what it is the power of having a coach is. And then we're not too, we're not clear on what we can walk away with. Right. And then three, even if we're in it, our economics are not there. Right. So we're always looking for, well, you, my friend, you, my homie, cut me a break, this kind of thing, or I get you on it. So how is it, how have you been able to kind of generate and keep things going for yourself? Um, I don't, I don't, I guess one thing that I don't do is I don't look for, my immediate friends and family Mm -hmm. to support me in that way. Like Mm -hmm. I don't expect my immediate friends and family to become my clients. Those are not the people I want to, that I'm trying to touch. So I go on different platforms where people are looking for my services, my type of services, or they're looking for help. And I just put myself out there basically. Mm. So I'll send somebody a message and just introduce myself. And sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't, Mm. but that's, that's really where I make my risk, my take my risk at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Has the pandemic slowed you down or maybe increased your business or about the same? Um, because I started my business in the pandemic, Mm. I don't, I don't have a reference pre pandemic to really look. Gotcha. But based off like the coaches and like the certified coaches in my program, they say that their business has not been affected by um, the pandemic. If anything, it has grown because now that people are at home, Mm -hmm. when people were at home, you know, that's when people really realize, 
oh, I'm not as happy as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. So I guess it gives you the opposite. The whole thing is you always got to find an opportunity in every opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One thing is, you know, you and Tasha are big risk takers um, because a lot of times we're automatically crippled. Right. We don't know how to think outside the box. I'm going to use myself. Forget the we. Sometimes I don't know how to think out the box. Right. I get stuck, you know, paralysis analysis, like whatever you want to say. And the mere fact that you ladies decided to start launch a business in the middle of we're shelter in place, not just in a state here, or there across the country, really across the world is a really big deal. Like you guys believed enough in yourself to say, listen, this is something I'm going to do. I'm going to launch it. And that's what it's going to be. And I, I agree with you, Kashari. I think the response is there because we are home and we're trying to figure out Work. We're all working on what we should look like when we come out of this. Right. So in 2020, we didn't really have a a clear view of that because we had no idea. There was no sign of a vaccine. We we just didn't know. It was like one day at a time. It was something about when we came in 2021. I think a collective energy was we're going to come out of this. We're still not sure the exact date or time, but we're coming out of this. And I feel that people are starting to build up the muscles and get the information that they need and start putting in the work so that when we come out of this, they're, they're in a different position, right? I I sense that Tasha, how's it been for you? Do you get the same feeling that people are not waiting until after this pandemic passes that people want health and wellness now? Yes. Um, people always want to find a way to feel better. Yeah. They want to find a way to make things all, all right. So usually within a session, I always tell them to do a body scan. Like ask yourself, how do you feel right now? What mm. do you need? What do you want? What do you deserve out of life right now? Mm. And what are some of the solutions to the things that you want and things that you need? And that will put tools in their toolbox to become at peace or follow that positive process. Tashi, do you um, think that once this shelter in place or this pandemic passes, that your clientele will change in the sense that they're going to still want that one on one or you think they're going to want to be in a in a community space? What are you thinking? Um, I usually I look at it as. They can get yoga from anybody. Right. They are buying the experience. They are buying Mm. like you. Mm-hmm. That 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 is it. There is nobody like you. You mm-hmm. are unique. You have a gift, and if they see that, they'll be loyal. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because um, I practice. I used to play with it off and on, but in 2019, I had found a black-owned and operated yoga studio that I went to three to four times a week for six months. And then I moved at the end of 2019 and then 2020, I was still focusing on settling in my new place and then boom, the pandemic hit. Um, and so there were, there was some challenges in my health, um, physically that I decided in December, I was going to turn the needle, turn it around. And I reached out to one of the young ladies. So you, you are talking right. Cause I liked the way that she was teaching the class and I had her number. We had a connection and I reached out to her and I was like, I really want to have yoga at home. And she comes to my house twice a week and we've been doing that for a month. And when I tell you it's like night and day, I'm actually dancing more (laughs) in my house. Yeah, man. Friday night, I'm getting down in the kitchen. I'm dancing more. I came into the studio today. Shouts out to my producer, Jack. He said, how you doing today, Michelle? I was like, I'm good, Jack. I'm coming in here dancing, having a good time. Because I realized that your health is your wealth, right? Mm -hmm. So regardless of what we're doing to secure the bag and chase this and get this coin and do all that, if we're not in a healthy state, whether that's our mind, body, soul, spirit, then it's all for nothing. So you're absolutely right, Tasha. I think that people will continue to pay for good service. Like Mm -hmm. you're presenting a product that people need to have. Um, I want to ask you, Tasha, what would you say to somebody to um, encourage them to start their own business? What would you say to them? I would say when you start your own business, focus on what you love to do, because Mm -hmm. if it's what you love to do is going to be a fun, 
but hard process, but you're going to enjoy that hard process because it's going to help you learn and be able to take on challenges that you would have not been able to take on before. Mm. So it's a learning process. I would, would, say. would you consider yourself a risk taker? I've developed up into a risk taker before <laughs> I was not a risk taker, mm. but I'm growing into one. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what are your friends saying to you? The ones that are not entrepreneurs like yourself, what are they saying to you, Tasha, when they talk to you? Are they saying they're proud of you? Or are they saying you're crazy or is it kind of a mixture? <laughs> it's kind of a, mis- a mixture. I have friends that are absolutely proud of me. Mm-hmm. And then I have a friend that's like, are you sure you don't want to go back to corporate? Cause mm-hmm. she's so used to a structure. Yeah. And so used to being told what to do, how to do it, and why she should do it. Mm -hmm. And I explained to her, like, no, I've had a little taste of not being in corporate, and I'm enjoying it. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very empowering because you you set your own schedule, you know, Mm -hmm. but you also control when you eat, right, in a sense. Like, so however um, you plan for the day kind of dictates how you're going to monetize that day and, and that type of thing. So you're in total control. There is, there's the mm-hmm. safety net. You have it. Everything is within your possession. Yep. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Kashari, let me ask you same question. If somebody wanted to start their own business, what would you say to them? What would you say to encourage someone to, to become an entrepreneur like yourself? I would just, um, tell them to, really know themselves, make sure that you're, you're okay, like mentally, physically, and emotionally mm-hmm. before starting mm-hmm. anything, because even when you love something, it could turn into hate or, mm. you know, just, you really have to be prepared to really be by yourself. Mm. I mean, when you start a business, you're by yourself. Like, even if you have donors or somebody setting it up, nobody's as invested as you are because this is all you have. Mm. So make sure that you're ready for that pressure. As much as I'm enjoying it, you know, it's nothing wrong with people who work nine to fives or people who like to work jobs. Um, It's it's okay because it's it's a lot to think about when you run a company or when you run your business. Mm. It's not just, oh, I can just focus on my job. Like you're focusing on everybody's job. And in the beginning, you're doing everybody's job mm. because unless you are blessed with fortunes in your bank account, mm-hmm. you can't afford to get everything that you see these corporate companies pay for Mm -hmm. to make their business successful. You don't have the revenue yet. So Mm -hmm. you have to really make sure that you're ready to put in this footwork and understand that this is probably going to be the toughest job that you had so far in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, You have people, how are your friends supporting, not supporting a mixture of both? Um, All my friends are supporting. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) They're like, go, Kashari, go, go, Kashari, go. Yeah. So Um, nobody's pulling, nobody's trying to pull you back and say, come on back to corporate America. They're like, they're good with what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, most, most of my friends that I even align with, um, we don't necessarily do the same things, but Mm -hmm. we all respect each other's paths and Mm -hmm. different choices that we make. Right. So that's awesome. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. What what type of um, what's your strategy for your business for the next couple of years? Where do you want to see it grow? What do you want to see it do? Um, I definitely want to see it help people, inspire people, just help let people know what they have already within them, mm-hmm. you know, for example, you say I was there from the beginning of Real Chicks Rock, but I didn't I didn't put in any footwork as far as the actual business towards it. I just spoke to you and helped you pull out the ideas that you already have within yourself. Yeah. So that's that's why I want everybody else who comes in contact with my business or hears about my business to understand like I'm not doing anything for you except for helping you realize what's already inside mm-hmm. of you. We all have the tools to be what we want to be in life. Mm-hmm. 
I think you, uh, one thing you definitely possess, Kashari, is good listening skills. I think that in order to be a coach, you have to have the ability to listen. And the, the, the way that you have approached our conversations, you've been non-biased, right? So mm-hmm. even though, uh, you know, I'm close to some very important people in your life, you, you talk to me like that's, that really has no relevance. And so I really appreciate that. I think that's a very good skill that a coach needs to have because oftentimes we're not sure because maybe we don't think people hear us in what we're saying. And so that's one, I think that's one attribute that you have that's going to really be really good for you in your position, in your business, is that you have excellent listening skills and you're able to translate that into what people need to do, actionable items for themselves. So that's what you've always given me, even way back. And we're talking eight years ago, right? Long time ago when this came yeah. out. Right. Seven, eight years ago, you were able to listen and take that and turn that around and give me actionable, actionable items. So for that, I thank you for that. That's an awesome thing Um, for you, Tasha. What can people can expect from your business now that you got 30 clients and you doing them at home and teaching them downward facing dog and all that? What can they expect from your business, Tasha, going in going in the future for the rest of this year? Because you're just out the gate a month in. Yeah. Um, so I just came out with the goddess journey program. Um, that's a new program that I have where it's, um, they get unlimited yoga classes and, um, meditation, balancing the chakras. Um, so mainly just building that program up to be something successful. And I'm having different yoga teachers come in, um, that don't teach the style of yoga that I teach so they can get a different experience with that as well. And also they'll have like nutritionists come in too to mm. talk to them, and also have some meal planning in there. Nice. Let me ask you about the type of yoga that you teach. What is that? Is it like some really nice music? Are we yoga into some trap music? Is it what, what is it? What's going on? What are you doing? That's different. What type of yoga are you teaching? So I do teach a yoga refresh, which is mainly like kind of like an ashtanga basic beginner class. And then I teach, a better sex yoga class, which is like a mixture of like vinyasa and just allowing you to bond and connect. And I also have a yoga after dark, which is a couple's version. Yes. That's why you getting the clients over there. Tasha. <laughs> that's what we're doing over there. Is that right? So better sex. I've, I've had some yogis on here before and I'm asking again. So does, I'm going to say it because people in the back are not listening. So does yoga help, can yoga help your sex life? What say you Tasha? Yes. Um, okay. from personal experience. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Let's set the record straight. Yes. Get us together. So yes, yoga can help with your sexual, with your intimacy and just your sexual, your sexuality and all that good stuff. So you're teaching, you're vibrating in that space. That's why you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're busy. So the response has been good. Let me ask you this. Have men been joining as well to, to your, to your practices? How has that There's been? The couples classes. The couples do. classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of keep it. I mainly teach the better sex to women. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to get go left. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So let me ask just a general question. Nothing specific, but woman to woman and can real chicks rock is all about the empowerment of women. So give us a gem. So when you're teaching this particular class, Tasha, what is our biggest obstacle that you see that women face especially as you're trying to teach us and show us to be more comfortable with sex, our sexuality through yoga. Mm-hmm. What has been our biggest challenge in teaching and that you see while teaching us? Self-doubt. Self-doubt. I, they start, self-doubt. They start to question themselves and start to get the negative thoughts in their head when they're doing the poses. I, I can't read their minds, but usually I'm saying positive affirmations mm-hmm. throughout the session. So it brings them back to that positive space. So they're not having that self-doubt. Mm. And then at the end of the session, we talk about it. And they're like, you came right in with the positive affirmation when I needed it. Mm. So it's, it's self-doubt. And being able to build up that confidence and be comfortable in your skin and know that you can do the poses, whether you are whatever body type that you have. Yeah. Like 
you got this. <laughs> you got this. You know, that's the man. I'm telling you, the universe is working. I had this conversation with one of my dearest friends. She's listening right now. We were talking about it, a similar thing just yesterday, because I was saying to her, you know, I'm, I'm working out. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I said, it's going to be a reckoning boy, when this pandemic is over. It's going to be something for him. And she says, Michelle, it was always a reckoning with you. It's not that that's not the problem. You know, you are good where you are. That's what you mm-hmm. just told me last night. And I said, you know what? You're right. And oftentimes we believe as women, especially as we get a little older, we feel like we have to change our physical. We have to change in order to be accepted. And that's not the case. You just mm-hmm. have to love yourself and love who you are and love the space that you're in and everything is going to be fine. So I think that's great, Tasha, what you're doing. Don't make me have to sign up for a Zoom class <laughs> and get me some all the way from uh, uh, Michigan down here in the A. I'm trying to tell you, don't don't start no stuff. Won't be none. I'm telling you, that's awesome, though. So, Kashari, let me jump over to you. Um, you're a busy little thing here. So for 20 for 2021, what are we looking like? We're going to be coaching. Are we going to do conferences? What are some some additional goals that we have for Clarity? And you didn't even mention your company's name. Yeah, you did. Tell, tell them again. Clarity. Clarity. What a K. Um, what a K. I plan to be coaching. Um, I like more of the one-on-one. I do coach couples, mm-hmm. but, um, I just feel like the, the intimacy of being one-on-one and, uh, or with a couple is more, is more beneficial to me and the client. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely looked to do a lot of coaching, but I'm not opposed to, a conference or two. Okay. That's good to know. Cause when we get a conference going, don't be afraid. Don't be surprised when I call you up to do something. Um, give people a gem today, Kashari. Cause I, I spoke of you in a very positive light because you've helped me from time to time. And I am an older person. I'm cute as a button for those that can't see, but I am an older person, uh, old enough to be somebody's mom or two. Right. So what could you tell somebody my age to help them get out of their own way when it relates to just entrepreneurialism, right? To start their own business. Give us a gem. What would you tell somebody, somebody like me? Um, I would just tell, tell them what I wouldn't really tell them. I would probably ask them. Mm-hmm. What, what, who are you mm-hmm. and what makes you happy? Okay. And then, you know, people normally say, oh, I'm a mom. I'm this, I'm a, I'm a business person. They, they give titles. They don't really describe who they are. Okay. Who are you? Okay. You know, get a clear understanding of who that person is. And then what makes you happy? What is happiness to you? Mm -hmm. Because we all have our own different versions of happiness. Right. And I think that's the main thing that everybody has to understand of all ages, Mm -hmm. that you have your own goals, your own life, your own sense of happiness. You have things that can make you happy. There's people who can make you happy, but you you basically determine your happy factor and what makes you happy and you determine the life that you want to live. So when you come to me, we're figuring out how, what is that? Who Mm -hmm. are you Mm -hmm. and how we're going to accomplish this? Because Mm -hmm. there's nothing, there's nothing that is unattainable. Mm. Very good. Yeah. And those are tough questions. I mean, it came out of your mouth real smooth and easy. But when we have to apply those questions to ourselves, we don't always know how to approach it. You know, I've struggled, right? We've gone a couple of times, a total two on it. Like, I don't, you know, to try to figure it out. And you would always come back. So that is something that I want people to walk away with and understanding, like, what what makes you happy? Like, who are you? Right. Who are you and what makes you happy? And once you can answer those two questions, then I think we have something to work with. Agree. 
Awesome. 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 Tasha, let me ask you over there, getting people together with their sexuality and all kinds of stuff like that. Are you one last question with the, with your business model? Are you looking to have more yogis work with you or are you just going to keep it, keep it all to yourself? What you want to do, Tasha? I would want more yogis to work with me mm-hmm. because there's, there's enough of it to go around. So why not help other people too? That's how I look at it. Okay. Let me ask you a question. If mom, if your mom came to you today and said, I wanted to become an entrepreneur and start my own business, what would you tell your mom? How would, what would you tell her to encourage her? I would say, go for it. Um, make sure that you have all of your ducks aligned in a row. That's what she would tell me. But so I would tell it back to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll also tell her to list out the pros and the cons of what she wants to go into and if it's going to create revenue and if it's going to give her peace and make her happy. Right. Right. Those are important questions. And, you know, I'm learning ladies that as we, you know, God gives us these talents and these gifts, but you know, when you're passionate about it, it's really, I hate to say it's not about the money, but money helps, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to discredit it. Right. In order for us to, continue to have these platforms, have the conversations, give people the products and services that we have. It takes money to keep those services up and keep those things going. So I don't want to diminish that, but I don't want people to come into the space just clearly for the money, right? Because Mm -hmm. people will sense that energy. People get that from you and that's not what you want. You Mm -hmm. want to be able to connect with people um, and be authentic with them because then it's a safe space, right? Even with yoga, even with coaching, People are vulnerable in those spaces. They're becoming transparent. They're telling you things or showing you things or you're seeing things that their family doesn't even know any, anything about. Right. So it becomes, you know, uh, it's almost like a sacred place, a special place, if you will. So I think it's awesome that you ladies are both committed to helping others. Right. That's really the the answer for today is really about being committed to helping other people, regardless of your age. You know, you ladies, um, God bless you both. You ladies were able to take on the initiative sooner than later. Um, most of us wait until we're sick and tired. We have enough, um, had enough. Some of us never take the plunge at all because we don't know where to begin or we don't think that we're qualified to do it. So today's conversation was really to encourage the masses, right? Anybody that has a dream or a purpose in life, like do, do not be bashful or, or shy about approaching it. You don't have to have all the answers in place. Um, to Tasha's point, you got to have the foundation, you know, um, to Kashari, you got to be able to listen, listen to yourself, listen to other people that are going to support you and you go ahead and you do it. Um, Tasha, where can people find you? Well, before I get to that, what's next for you? What you have any projects or anything going on? You're just going to continue to do this one-on-one. Do you have a goal of like, instead of 30 people, maybe it's 45, like, what are your goals, your, 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 your quick goals? I hear you giggling. I, <laughs> what are your goals? Do you got some, some projects? Hmm? Yeah, definitely more. Um, and definitely building, making the goddess program bigger. Um, but I definitely want more than 30. So probably 80. You're calling it the goddess program. Is that what yep. you called it? Goddess journey program. <laughs> oh, snap. I got to check it out now. Now you got me. You know what I mean? You got me like, I got to check that out. Wow. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Please do. Thank you very much. And I want everybody to to just know this. I Tasha, this is the first time Tasha and I have had a conversation. Hi, Tasha. Hi. <laughs> um, Tasha saw me, I guess, on Instagram or one of the platforms, right, Tasha? And you mm-hmm. reached out and you said you wanted to work with me. Is that what it was? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So for those people that, that think that people aren't watching you, they are. I, I've not met this young lady prior to today. Um, I liked what she said when we reached out and I connected with her and I said, come on, let's be on the show. And I think we're going to do some things in the future for sure. But I just want to encourage people, whatever you're doing, Keep doing because people are watching, people are gravitating to it, people want to be a part of it. Don't give up. Tasha, how can the people find you? 
They can go to my website, bendwithtasha.com. Mm-hmm. Instagram is Bend with Tasha and Facebook is Bend with Tasha. Mm, just bending with Tasha. That's what we're doing. We're bending <laughs> with Tasha. Kashari Rogers, what's yeah. what's next for you? You got some projects or some things on the gr- in the pipeline? What's happening over there? Um, I'm just looking into different ways to better my business. Mm. Uh, in the f- future, plan to make an app. I have an app in mind in my head that I need to just put on paper. But until then, just coaching and working with anybody that aligns with clarity. Mm, there goes that clarity with a K. How can the people find you, clarity? Come on. How can they find you? My website is clarity.online. Uh-huh. My Instagram is clarity.llc. Uh-huh. And for direct access, my Gmail is clarityllc at gmail.com. I think it's awesome. I think that uh, having an app is the way to go. I'm looking at trying to have an app myself. We're going to talk about it offline. Um, but I want to, yeah, it's just trying to find the right people to do it. But I think being mobile is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And so that's absolutely a very good thing. So congratulations to you on that. I just want to like shout out the people that are leaning in and listening. They're your family. They're my family too, right? They're listening. Um, they're very super proud of you, of what you're doing, especially my best friend, Latricia Schoolfield, which is your mom. She's leaning in. I know she is smiling from ear to ear. I've known that woman since she was 11. I was 12. So that's a long time. That's a very long time. And um, we're both proud of you, of what you're doing and, and pursuing this career. And, and of course, anything that I can do to support you, I'm all in. Likewise for you, Tasha, you stuck with me. So uh, whatever you need from me, please feel free to reach out to me. Ladies, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. This was awesome. I just want to just kind of close out as I always do. I want to thank all of our listeners. Like I said, at the start of the beginning, we got some people all the way in the UK and Germany and Paraguay on Get Live Radio checking us out. We got people here in the Atlanta metropolitan area listening to us. Thanks to the On Channel. That's a subscription uh, platform. Checking us out in Beat Break Radio. Checking us out. We appreciate you guys taking the opportunity to to listen in for the afternoon. Um, you know me, Real Chicks Rock. I am everywhere. I am. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. We have a website. It's realchicksrock.com. We're still pushing some masks and some t-shirts out there. You feeling the way going out there and cop you one of them so you can look cute too. So we're doing that. And you know, like Ashari and like Tasha, if you want to get at me, feel free to email me. But that's been my time. I had a great time. Thank you, ladies, for joining me this afternoon. Until next time, you guys be well, take care, and continue to rock on. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time. Take care and continue to rock on.